Welcome to Hallie HealthCast, the wellness podcast from Hallie Health, your partner in helping you live your healthiest life. Every episode on our podcast addresses a new topic important to your health and well-being, bringing in expert doctors, therapists, and specialists who offer advice and answer your most pressing questions. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so today we're discussing domestic violence awareness. Here with us is Bryce Decker. He is the Director of Programs at Courage Connection, a social services organization in Urbana, Illinois, that shelters and advocates for those who face domestic violence. Welcome and thank you for being with us today. Mr. Decker, let's start with the basics. Clearly, domestic violence is a public health problem that appears to be approaching epidemic proportions. But exactly how pervasive is it in our communities today? And who is it affecting? So just some statistics from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. On average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. One in four women are going to be a victim of domestic or sexual violence in their lifetime. One in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner contact sexual violence, stalking, injuries, post-traumatic stress, all of that. So it's very common and it can happen to everyone. There's no group that does not experience domestic violence. Wow, those are some pretty sobering statistics, but certainly eye-opening. Thank you, Mr. Decker. Okay, the obvious question for you then, with so much negative fallout for so many lives, why is it that so many people stay in these abusive relationships? Safety. A lot of times, exiting these kind of relationships are the most dangerous times for them. More people are hurt, more people are killed when they are leaving or when they have left. The other part is this abuse works to isolate somebody. It takes away their autonomy. It takes away their independence, whether it's financial independence, takes away, you know, possession. So let's say you live out in a rural community. Well, the person who's hurting somebody else that's abusing them may disable their car or take their car, wreck it. That way they can isolate them and keep them locked into these relationships. So a lot of times to try to get out of these situations, people have to build up their capacities to get away safely and also be independent. Absolutely. Some critically important advice. Thank you. Well, let's take a moment and look at the other side of the problem here, the abusers themselves. What can you tell us about how and why some people become abusers? Well, abuse is a learned behavior. Of course, no one's born to be abusive. These are things that we learn through our culture, through our families, and we learn to you know, emulate them or expect that they're normal. So if you grow up in an abusive household and you see this is how you control a situation, this is how you treat people, you can grow up to expect that that's normal. If you're getting those messages in society, through the media that you consume, through your friend groups, you know that can affect how you see the world and how you treat others. And then there are just some people who want to control others, and they're going to do that however they can. Thank you, Mr. Decker. That's some both helpful and hopeful information. So let's talk prevention. How can we prevent someone from entering into an abusive relationship? And what are some signs to look out for? So the best way to, to prevent somebody from getting into an abusive relationship is to have them know what the signs are, to have them know, one, what an abusive relationship looks like, but also know the contrast, know what a healthy relationship looks like. And then when you're looking at the signs of what is abusive, is somebody always demanding to know where you are? Are they 
following you? Are they showing up randomly to places they shouldn't be, like your work or when you're out with friends? Are they trying to monopolize your time and isolate you away from friends, family, support systems? Do they react in an angry or explosive manner when you set boundaries? Do they constantly try to push your boundaries? These are what I would consider warning signs before something may reach the level of physical or sexual violence. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Mr. Decker, for those insights. Also vitally important food for thought. That brings us now to intervention. What are some ways to help when we see the signs and have reason to believe that someone is in an abusive relationship and may be a victim of domestic violence? Well, one of the best resources is getting somebody some information. So you might not be able to intervene, and maybe you shouldn't in a given situation because we never know what's actually happening between two people at a given time. But maybe you slip them a phone number to a hotline for a domestic violence you know, organization for survivors. Maybe you see something happening and you know you have to call the police to keep somebody safe at that time. Maybe it's just offering them you know, support while they're trying to go through this difficult process of building up their lives or rebuilding their lives. Sometimes it's just being more understanding if you're an employer. If an employee discloses something or they're you know, having a hard time because somebody's showing up at work and causing disturbance, not blaming the employee, blaming the person who's committing the actions or if what they're doing is criminal, committing crimes. Well, here's hoping that message gets through to those who need it most. Thank you, Mr. Decker. So last question here. We've been talking about domestic violence, how to recognize it and how to stop it. But obviously, there is still a need in this country for a Domestic Violence Awareness Month every October. What do you feel people need more awareness of about this problem? Or to put it another way, what message about domestic violence would you like everyone to hear and take to heart? Oh, that's a good question. I would say the biggest thing for me is domestic violence is extremely common. Anyone can be going through it. It can be your friend. It can be your family. It can be your neighbor. They can be young. They can be old. Domestic violence does not discriminate against anyone. Everyone is has the ability to be a, a victim of domestic violence. And the other part I would say is it's not something we just have to live with. We can overcome domestic violence. We can build a society where people can be who they want to be to the fullest, where they don't have to fear that when they go home, they're going to be hurt because they voice their opinion or they don't meet somebody's expectation in that moment. That's what I would like people to uh, think about every October. Well, you have truly been a marvelous guest. Thank you so much, Mr. Decker, for joining us today and for all you do every day at Courage Connection to help so many individuals and families throughout our communities. That concludes today's Halley HealthCast. Tune in next time as we tackle yet another topic important for your health and well-being. And remember, Halley Health is your partner in helping you live your healthiest life. Visit Halley.com. That's H-A-L-L-Y dot com for resources, information, tips, and much more. Let us help keep you and your family healthy and well. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in again.